This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, old school. Jay Foreman, Nate Brennan. Nate, Nate, Nate says he has an announcement coming out of the break, man. Well, I always love when the text line helps us out on this because Tater says Nate's jumping on the bandwagons. Well, Tater, Wet Blanket takes receipts and he says, Own your TCU take. You're one of the first people on the TCU bandwagon. Be proud. You are right. That is true. Since day one, when TCU, I believe they were like 4-0 or 5-0, I said they were going to run the table. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to win the Big 12, and they were going to go to the college football playoff. And you know what Strick did? He called me a fool, and he laughed in my face. Who's laughing now? How about that? You, 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 you've been pretty honorary the last few I days, have. man. I have. That, well, that, I mean, that's a big reason why I want TCU to win is because I said this since the beginning, and no one wanted to believe in TCU. But you know what? I believed in TCU. Someone yeah, had to. That's good. You know, hopefully your love for TCU brings them to the promised land, and somehow they find out about it all the way up here in Lincoln, <laughs> yeah, and, like, they, and they give you an honorary pass. You, you, that would you, be awesome, yeah, a key to the city. Key to the city, <laughs> or just be the guy that they bring out, you know, to do the halftime show to the football throwers. That would be awesome. Yeah. I do it. Well, I do it for all those TCU alum that never had the chance to go to a championship game. The Andy Daltons, the yeah. Ladanian Tomlinsons. That's about the extent of the list that I've got. But for those guys, the guys that were never able to make it. Never ever make it? Yeah, TCU went undefeated with Andy Dalton, and they left him out. Yeah, they were garbage then, though. Come on now. What are we but, doing? Then they, but then they went to the Rose Bowl and beat, beat the brakes off of Wisconsin. I know, and that's, yeah. why, that's why they should have made it then, too. Yeah, yeah, you know. So this is payback then. This do is you, payback. Do you, do you think anybody on the college football committee really remembers that? <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> I don't know. They probably do. Doubtful. But. All right, wet blanket. We're not going to bring that up. That's well. I also no. What do you say? Oh no, we're going to get this. He said you picked Nebraska to win ten games. No, I said nine. Oh, well, you still were off by five. But yeah, all good. Nate, a lot of comings and goings, a lot of stuff going on around the football program. What do you think? Number one of the guys going into the transfer portal. So that's a little bit of the downer. Always want to end it on good stuff. And then also, what do you think of the energy? and uh, the work and the recruiting of the new staff, including Matt Rule? Um, what have you seen on social media? I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan of the Satterfield hire. I, every single graphic and stat I've seen so far is the last two games he's coached. I know that South Carolina fans, and, and Jay, you know this, as from Virginia, I've got a lot of friends that went to South Carolina, and they didn't speak very highly of him, so mm. we'll, we'll just wait and see. I, I, I don't want to judge him that. until – hey, that's fine. It's, I don't want to judge him until he comes in and, and coaches at Nebraska, and then we can we can talk about that too. And, and as for the transfer portal, I think Ernest Hausman needs to be a top priority for this staff. Right. I think you I, – I know that they have because it seems like they, they've, they've already started hitting the ground running, but you need to be in his ear talking to him, his family, right. now. You cannot wait because he is going to be – I talked strict about this, is that there's a couple guys that enter the transfer portal and it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Okay, he's going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, you think he is? He's going you to think, be a Do you think commodity. he's in the transfer portal to get re-recruited to make sure he's making the right decision? Because they don't have 
like it's, they don't you didn't have to get into it right now because I think you know he'd be a hot commodity regardless he went in. They haven't hired officially a linebacker coach or a right. defensive coordinator, so it's not like he he met with somebody and it wouldn't be a match. So, do you think it's to get a bigger NIL deal? I and, don't know. And I can't fault him for that because it is business. It it is business. As we've just and, seen. It and is I don't business. know if it's NIL deal, but Strick brought up this point too, and I think this probably has to play into it, is that you got to look at Henrich, a sophomore, and Reimers, a junior. So depending on if those guys are healthy, I mean, are you, are you going to be splitting reps? Is there somewhere else you can go where you're going to be the guy? I, I don't know, but but you look at his, I guess, ceiling. It As of right now, it looks like it's pretty high. I mean, you, you come in as a freshman and you perform like that at the Big Ten level. I just... I think he needs to be a priority, and I, I don't. Maybe maybe he's looking around. Maybe he's looking for a better situation. Maybe it is because Nebraska is flipping their coaching staff. I don't know. Right. I, I I don't know what all goes into that, but I know that for Nebraska to build that foundation, like we always talk about, we right. always talk about that foundation. I think he's a good guy to start out with. Yeah, I mean, I think the way he's played, in, in you know, obviously a young kid coming from Columbus, Nebraska, to I mean, it's right. a huge jump, right? And ever since he's been, he was an early enrollee, obviously physically ready to play. Um, you know, the speed and quickness and closing speed obviously was on display. And I think the really uh, good thing is that down the stretch is when he probably had his best game. So, you know, he, he got in there early against, you know, Northwestern and some teams. Uh, struggled a little bit, didn't lose confidence, kept working at it. And then he was a better player when he started playing afterwards. And right. obviously ended the season as one of the better play, one of the better defensive players. And uh, we have a text coming in from Pecan Pie. Yes, all three could play if they're in the four three, and I think that's the good thing, especially coming out of a uh, two two of your main guys injured. You know, you can kind of split the reps, and Ernest Houseman is obviously young enough, and um, you know doesn't have a lot of injury history where he can play all three downs and has the speed and capabilities of it. The other guys is, were a little surprising, um, but not surprised because you just never know, you know, what they what they're going to do. I think the biggest things that. You know, number one, I think Ernest Hausman is the priority number one. Absolutely. One B, I think, is Casey Thompson. If and I think Casey said he wants to come back, and I think that would be priority one B for me. Number two, I would talk. I would talk to O'Shawn Mathis. One because I just came from the pros. You know, meaning you know, uh, Coach Rule. Then two, trying to find out what he's really looking for. Are you going to the pros? Or are you leaning towards going to the pros because it's a new coaching staff? Or did you not like the scheme that you were in? And then really get up there and re-recruit them and show them in this scheme, this is what we, we've done. This is the only way we've done it. You're not going to be playing in a 4-I. I know his mom was talking about in a 4-I. That's not his deal. When, we, when we're going to play you and you have some sort of uh, Big 12 connection, because, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Matt Rule used to be in, uh, in Baylor and say this is the way we're going to play you. This is the way we see we, – the only thing we see – you from TCU making plays is being on the edge and making plays. So that's what we're going to have you do and see if it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. They have a lot of young talent and Jamari Butler, Garrett Nelson. I would obviously, you know, be up there, right. you know, one C, you know, and, and all of them are ones and, and making sure because he's a cornerstone from a leadership standpoint, had a really good year last year. Um, and, uh, you know, so those are the things that you, you know, want to do, but, um, you know, it's, the transfer portal is inevitable. And it's going to be a tough spot for Nebraska, too, because all these kids get a free transfer because the coach left. Right. So it's even if these guys have transferred before, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You get a free transfer, so it could the, the dominoes could start falling. Yeah, it is. The that. dominoes can start falling, and that's just, you know, uh, you know, you know um, 
that's just a part of college football right now. I mean, you got to think Kate McNamara was a was a all Big Ten uh, quarterback last year. Took him to the college football playoffs. Good enough to do that. Lost out in a quote unquote QB competition. Was a captain before that. And he's in, he went in the transfer portal, was probably there for three minutes, and he's going to be in Iowa City. I was about to say, out of all places, Iowa, that well, kind of worries me. I'm not going to well, lie. Well, I think he probably jumped the gun a little bit too quick because all Iowa's receivers are in the portal. Keegan Johnson's in the portal, and another uh, receiver's in the portal as well, number 10, I think. He's the one that fumbled the punt. So I just think that, uh, you know, the, the evolution of college football is this is a, a former free agency. Um, you gotta be, you might not like it, but you gotta be willing to, you know, devil it and dive in it and be effective at it as well, uh, in your own way. You know, I I don't believe you need to kind of operate out of, uh, desperation, but then also you make, you know, true good choices that fit your, not only your scheme, but your culture and, uh, good players that want to play football and you'll be okay. So, um, yeah, I imagine there'll be a little bit more movement, you know, as, you know, and as the, things go on I don't think they've picked the offensive line coach linebacker coach um or defensive coordinator defensive and there's one more I think in um or you know receiver coach so we'll see where, where we end up at but uh on the other side you know you've seen just on social media and I haven't really talked to anybody but you see that uh, those coaches are out trying to make a difference or at least um you know sitting down with multiple coaches I saw Gary Sharp said that he talked to one of the local coaches up in Omaha and they said that it's, it's the best feeling that they had of being, re, re, you know, from a coach at Nebraska, being receptive in just oh, the really? relationship since Frank Solich. So that lets you know it's, you know, somewhat genuine, hopefully. And um, then the other coaches, I think you've seen Coach Foley, he, you know, he tweeted out that he had a Runza. You know, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if he had a Runza or he got a Runza cheeseburger, but he had some Runza. And, uh, you know, um, you know, he was definitely uh, encouraged to go to Machachos and um, some other stuff in, you know, other places in Nebraska. So, you, the, you know, you know, pot roast has been out and just showing you that they're up early, they're working. And that's what, you know, one of the big things and qualities that Trev was looking at, not only the head coach, but they all the assistant coaches have to reflect the head coach. And, and so, you talked about that, too. You knew Matt Rule was going to come in here and work, if nothing else. If nothing else is going to work, so then you'll be, you know, you're going to win more games there, you know, and, you know, and and just not just coming in working hard, but actually you know getting some stuff done. So you know I think it's a you know a good step. It's it's, it's a long process. It's going to be continuous all through. You know, there's no days off for him. You know, this has started, and and you know I think they have two what two windows for the transfer portal. So you have to make sure you know you're forecasting uh, who could potentially go in the portal, um, who you could get out of the portal because you know after spring ball. And guys might see where they're at. They might like where they're at, might not like where they're at, might be forecasting the new guys coming in. Um, they may get, might get injured, so you might have a little bit of, uh, you know, movement there. So it's it's an evolution of, of college football. But I think the new staff has done a good job of trying to embrace it in their own way and under, you know, high scrutiny. You know, when you come in, you know, as if you have a head coach that's getting paid, you know, I guess on average $9 million bucks. not only is he under pressure, all the assistants are under pressure because – the assistants are judged by their position group and how well he does, I guess, on the recruiting trail. But then it, you're also judged by the head coach as well because if if the head, you know if if the team is losing, they're blaming the head coach. Then they're automatically blaming the assistants, mm-hmm. and then that you know then it can just you know spiral out of control. So right. you know the first impression is the the best impression, and he's making a you know good impression on the high school coaches, and that's all you can do around here. He, I mean. He, 
you know, the, the thing, you know, I think the whole, you know, thing with Matt Rule, you know, is kind of settled down a little bit and, you know, it tends to only come back up because I know he's been doing a little bit of the media rounds and some podcasts. I don't know if they're pre-recorded taking the Nebraska job or, or recently. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, man. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it, you know, this is where we are. This is the new Nebraska. This is it. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> I know what it took to win. I've seen other teams take what we what we did to win, but this is the new Nebraskan. So, you know, hopefully we're we're making the right steps and getting back to you know respectability, and then after that, everything mm-hmm. kind of takes care of itself. And mm-hmm. on paper, Nate, it's easy. Just do one, two, three, four. Well, if it was it, on it, paper, it, Nebraska would have won the Big Ten West this year. So you do one, two, three, four. The hard thing is, is doing it. And uh, I don't know if it was the kiss of death to, for Nebraska to be the the sexy pick in the offseason. Remember, everybody was picking. Remember when it came out? I mean, you know. I always say this, people that write articles for like, you know, on three or something, all you got to do is say something good about Nebraska or something that like is off beat, off, you know, off basis. You're going to increase your Twitter followers by like thousands in the droves because people are going to, you know, light you up on the, on the Twitter, Twitter feed. So we'll see, you know, I think it's, you know, nothing can be, uh, you know, more than positive right now where it's going. Everybody's, you know, under the direction of a new, new leadership and uh, time will tell. There's plenty of time. There's no reason to draw conclusions right now. And, uh, you know, one of the best things I've heard, somebody said, nobody at this point of where we're at is immune to criticism. And you're also not you're also not immune to praise as well. So if you can do that both ways, right, criticize when criticism is legitimately needed and give praise when it's legitimately needed or warranted, nobody should have a problem with it. You know, and I think if we could just, you know, go go about our business, you know, keep our head down and put good days and stack good days on top of each other, we'll be okay. I agree. Yeah. There it's it is. We agree. There it is. We agree. We all do. Right, How about that? Now I, you uh, agree I, that uh, TCU should be in no TCU matter what? TCU should be in no matter what? I'm almost, I'm getting there. I'm just seeing the look on your face of disappointment. I hate to disappoint <laughs> you. We'll see if that changes by the time we come out of the break. Jay Foreman, Nate Brennan, old school. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, if you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price.